You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there. This is the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I'm going down south here in England. I'm speaking to a wonderful artist called Rebecca Jane. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Now, do you prefer Rebecca or Becky or Becca or... See, this is a really weird question, actually, because I'm called Becky by every single person I know, apart from my dad, (laughs) my dad, Rebecca. So whenever, like, he got cross with me, he still does, um, he'll call me Rebecca. Um, But because my last name is a really confusing name, I've just used Rebecca Jane as my music name because no one can pronounce my last name. So most people in the music world call me Rebecca. But to be fair, I answer to anything. So. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Rebecca then. I'm going to be really nice and be professional and polite. <laughs> so, Rebecca, you've got a relatively new song out now called Heart of Mine. Yes, I do. Now, I originally got a message from Evangeline from Sonic Music about all of your about getting you on the show and get listen to your music. And for some reason, it ended up in my spam, and then I was on a holiday, and then things just got delayed. And then when I got around to actually finally getting my teeth into it, it was like, oh, my, I need to get her on the show. I really need to get her on the show. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't listen to it and then go, oh, oh. that's really bad. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I've got, like, lots of things coming up, which is really good. I kind of spent I've been writing music for how long has it been now how old am I I'm 25 so yeah oh my god it's been (laughs) like 12 years since I like first wrote my first song um which was so bad what my first song like I still play it now and again because like my mum and dad are like oh that's one of your best songs but I think they're just having that like proud parent moment where they're like oh that, that was the first one um, but yeah, for the past couple of years, I've been just writing as much as I possibly can. I'm definitely more of a songwriter than I am an artist. Um, I'm all about like people watching and writing about like experiences that I have and also other people. Um, so everyone who's like near and dear to me is in a song of mine. Um so yeah, I had so so much material and I was just like, you know what, I really, like, I'm not getting any younger, so I need to actually record some stuff. So this is the first one that you've heard, which is Heart of Mine. Um, and then there'll be like a string of other songs that you'll hear that have kind of been the past two years of my life. Um, and they're all about different things then, but there's no sort of storyline whatsoever. So yeah. You see... Heart of Mine's 2020. Now, you've got some other songs from, like, 2018 as well that have been released. Yes, and a lot of it's, like, the live versions and um, there was one cover song that I tweeted about, uh, put on my Instagram a couple of days ago, and it's just, it's really been stuck in my head, and it's the Streets of London song. Oh, okay, yeah. Who was that that you sang with? So that is actually a friend of mine called Jim Cousins, who I co-write with a lot. He's actually based in the area that I'm based in, in Guildford. Um, And I met him probably about five or six years ago. Um, And I remember I played a a gig local to us. And he's probably, 
think he's kind of mid 60s I hope he doesn't listen to this because I don't want to get it wrong I don't want it and he's like 40 but no I he is I think he's about mid 60s um and he came up to me after a gig and was like oh my god I loved your stuff like I've got this song and I want you to sing it and I was like okay yeah that sounds great because I was really like new to the kind of scene um and then I ended up recording and releasing one of his songs and then since then we've just written regularly probably like before lockdown we were writing once a month sometimes one like a couple times a month oh, wow. um, so we have like a backlog of songs that we've written um but usually our writing sessions consist of about three hours of drinking tea and eating biscuits and bitching about everything and anything <laughs> and then about 15 minutes of actually songwriting um so yeah we're just we're like we're just friends really and we we just have an interest and it's really crazy you wouldn't think kind of like a 60 year old man and a 20 year old girl really working in terms of songwriting but we just click and it's just it's just so lovely um so yeah Streets of London I did with him and we had performed it a couple times at gigs um and yeah, we were like, let's do it as a live session. Let's do a YouTube video. And it's just taken off. Like it's got, I think like 65,000 views, which is the most I've ever got on a video. Um, so Ralph McTell hasn't watched it yet. I have really? tried to him, <laughs> um, but he hasn't watched it yet. So I'm hoping one day he'll he'll discover it. So It's such a... There's, there's something about... I mean, I'll, I'll obviously go on to your own music in a second, but... There's something about Streets of London that it it's very Mary Poppins esque. Very Yeah, it's it's so beautifully sung. I just when you watch the YouTube video as well, because I've not just been listening to it on like Apple Music and Spotify and iTunes. I've been watching everything on YouTube as well for like the music videos. And there's just something about the way you sing it. It's just mesmerizing. It's brilliant. Oh, thank you. I think I have had a few comments from people who have watched it and they've said, because it's so different from Ralph McTell's version, it's kind of like the Eva Cassidy of the song where, you know, Eva Cassidy used to take songs and just make them her own. And I've had similar comments like that, where even though everyone knows the song and it's a very popular one, I do it completely different to the way Ralph McTell does it. So it almost becomes its own song in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you. Cause it's so nice to get lovely comments like that. Cause there's always out of a hundred comments, there's one comment that's always bad and you always pick that one out, don't you? And you're like, yes. Oh, why don't they like <laughs> it? But it's so nice to get lovely comments. Cause yeah, that's the reason I do this is to help people enjoy music. And yeah. Isn't that crazy how, like you just said, said there, out of a hundred comments, you'll always pick out that one and focus on that one negative. And I was reading like an Instagram post earlier and it was like, if you compared every second of the day, there's 86,400 seconds in a day. And if you change that into pounds, so that's 86,400 pounds, why waste 86,390 pounds because of 10 pounds worth of seconds being ruined? Yeah. You know, it's yeah it's so true isn't it and like I think it must just be something in the human brain I don't know like 
for me, I'm always striving to be the best. I'm, I'm a competitive person anyway, but I think it's human nature. Like back in caveman days, it was like fight to stay alive. So, you know, you want to be the best at everything. So when you're especially doing something that you've grafted for so long and you're working towards and you're making it your career, to then have someone who's sat behind a computer and just be like, your shit like yeah it's kind of like well thank you but like I don't really need that comment like it's not really making a difference whether you think I'm bad or not like why say it um so no exactly it's it just frustrates me how people can still be so negative when there's just no need to be it's yeah (laughs) oh it just oh damn people yeah, and that's what's good about being a songwriter is that I can write about all the people that make me feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of it comes full circle to be honest. Have you ever written a song based on somebody in a that's caused you negative feelings? Oh, well what kind of negative feelings? Every negative there's feeling. So, many. so there's let's go with anger. There is one in one person in particular in my life who makes me angry on a regular occasion and they don't know it, bless them. Um, (laughs) But I have like a string of songs that I've written, probably like 10 songs that I've written about them, which will never get released. But it's the way that I can like release my frustration about them because they're someone that I can't get out of my life for particular reasons um so yeah i can't really go into too much detail otherwise that person may know who they are what you need to do is secretly release the what you need to do is secretly release the songs into like a secret album and have like a select few people to send it to yeah (laughs) yeah i should yeah i like the problem with songwriting is that and like me in general I'm a very honest person so like if someone were to like say a friend were to we were to go shopping and they were mm-hmm. trying on a dress and they came mm-hmm. out of the changing room and they were like what do you think if I thought that it didn't look good I'd be like it doesn't look good but like I I forget that some people I I'm just doing it to be honest because I want to help them because I don't want other people to think they don't look good but I forget that some people may take that offense so that's why you songwriting so then I don't say it to people's face I just say it to them in a song and they can work out whether it's about them or not <laughs> see that's perfect yeah that's crazy oh I wish I, that, that's one of the things I wish I could do is write a song I mean I know everybody can write a song but to do it in such a great way that you do it so emotively but still like have a little dig yeah, it's cool because like then like in person you're really calm and collected and they're like, oh, like nothing phases her. But then I'll like go go home and like jowl my guitar and just be like, ah, and just and usually the songs are so bad that they'll never, ever get released anyway. Because like what I find is that the time where I write my like my best songs is when I'm actually not feeling those things in that moment so for example if I'm really really sad about something 
I can't go and write a like a really good song in the moment because I almost have to reflect on how I reacted to something afterwards. Yeah. So um, usually the songs that I write when I'm feeling like the real strong emotions are not very good. And it's actually the ones that I write sort of one or two months afterwards that are the ones that I will end up releasing um, because I kind of look back on myself. Yeah. That's, that must be really knowledgeable, you know, for you to know in yourself that, you can't write in that moment. I mean, nobody can, whenever you're in such a emotive state, you know, whether you're angry, sad, you know, anxious, you can't really function to your full ability until after the fact. That's why people always say, you know, step back, take a breath, you know, relax, calm down, and then go into something, you know, that's pretty much the same principle there. And it's great that you figured that out. A lot of people don't, and then they end up releasing rubbish songs. I mean, I've only released one song in 2020, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> what what you've released so far, though, it's you've already got a great catalogue, and I know I know it's just the one in 2020, but you know you've got "Hold Me Close," you've got "I'm Not Saying I Don't Love You," "Cold Heart." So "Cold Heart," I wrote with Jim Cousins, Did you? who I did Streets of London with, yeah. See that. So, and the story about that song is um I I don't really know how it came about. It was one of those things where I went into a co-writing session and I Jim is like my counselor. I will tell Jim everything. Um and I just said to him, like, with meeting any guys and like I just there are some guys that I meet, but like that it's just not quite right and all this. And I was like doing like my, my typical like <laughs> all my like it was ages ago. I must have been a teenager and I was just doing that typical like no one loves me. And he just turned around and he was like, Well, maybe you've just got a cold heart. And I was like, Jim, like how could you? Oh no. So um yeah, so I was like, right, let's write a song about it. So he wrote the chorus, um, and then we got to writing like the rest of the the song together um but that's all because jim thought i had a cold heart isn't it crazy (laughs) isn't it crazy how a random phrase like that can just be like the spontaneous you know spontaneous ignition for a new song yeah it's crazy isn't it it really is like how you can kind of like is, is anything really like i if i'm walking i've had it one time before I was walking my dog and I passed these like two ladies that were having a chat and I can't, I can't actually remember the phrase that they used, but they were like, I only heard literally like five seconds of what they were saying. And immediately I was like, Oh, that's a good song. And I went home and I wrote a song about it. I don't know what happened to the song because it wasn't very good. But my point being, like you're saying is like, just how a couple of words can then trigger something in your mind to go, oh, I'll write a song about that. How long have you been writing songs? Okay, so my first song I wrote when I was 11. So 14 years. 14, wow. But I, I would probably say writing songs that have any form of, like, goodness in them, probably, like eight years something like that because like the first songs that you write are like 
I love you. Why does the sun shine in the morning? That kind of stuff. Like it's not kind of like really heartfelt because you can't really, I don't know, as a teenager, you can't really be like at 11 years old. I hadn't lived my life. So what was I writing about? Like going to school and that was about it. that's that's the other thing as well is how crazy it is when you mature into not whether whether it's just songwriting or whether it's how you play music or how you perform or how you play the guitar because watching your youtube videos when you're playing guitar as well your finger picking is like it's just like you just gently stroking a cat it's it's brilliant (laughs) Yeah, well, that actually, another story. Sorry, I just keep going off on stories. Um, so I, when I went to school, I went to an all-girls school. So it was like bitch central at my <laughs> school. Um, and I essentially didn't really have many friends. Um, even the friends I did have weren't really proper friends. Um, so I would, you know, on weekends, they would all go down to the local park and sit on a bench or whatever yeah um and I just didn't find that fun I didn't want to do that so that's when I picked up the guitar and was like you know what this is actually going to be something that I can use to you know not think about not being invited out to the park on a Saturday and the fingerstyle pattern you saw in Streets of London is um one that Eva Cassidy used to play on most of her songs and I'm I'm absolutely obsessed with Eva Cassidy. And one day I was really down because all of my friends, quote yeah. friends, um, had gone out to um, the park on the Saturday and they hadn't invited me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that and I'm going to go and learn this fingerstyle pattern that Eva Cassidy used to play. And honestly, I was there to the point where my fingers had blisters on them trying to learn it and over and over again I was there for hours and that one day after that I literally play that fingerstyle pattern in so many of my songs and it's something that I'll take with me for the rest of my life and so I thank those girls who didn't invite me to the park because I'm like I can play a really cool fingerstyle pattern now which they probably wouldn't care about anyway (laughs) it's pretty cool so (laughs) wow that's I totally get what you mean with that because at school for me, nobody really wanted to have me in their groups. Nobody wanted me to play football with them or I'd always end up either in the library reading books or helping out with the librarian or I'd be, we actually started a radio show. So the school I went to, we had like a community radio in one of the buildings and part of the science tech was, okay, let's create this radio show where we can answer people's science questions. So because of the fact that I didn't play out with everyone else, I ended up doing these radio shows and practicing the way I talk. And I ended up not using that until like 10 years later. And then here I am now. But how amazing is that? It's like come full circle. And and I do think that maybe not at the time, you don't think when you're young, you don't think that you're learning those really valuable skills It's actually when you grow up and you think thank god that I wasn't with the cool gang with the sporty gang or what with ever with whatever gang it was because I actually learned a skill that they will never have um so actually we're we're the ones that are better off exactly <laughs> we'll 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 hi- I'll have I'll high five to that yeah there we go <laughs> What's it been like then 
obviously you've released Heart of Mine and you can't really go out and promote it because of the whole COVID-19 that's going on and the changes with the tier systems that we're doing now here in the UK. What's it been like for you trying to push Heart of Mine? Really hard. I find it hard anyway. I'm not someone who can be like, hey guys, listen to my music, listen to me. Like <laughs> like I said at the start, like I'm a songwriter at, at heart. Like my artistry is something that allows me to portray what I feel to other people in the hope that they can, you know, seek solace or, you know, enjoy my music. So I'm not one of those artists that is all about like showbiz and putting out all these fancy promo photos. So it's really been hard to not even be able to gig because gigging was the thing that I could promote. I had my leaflets and I would sell my CDs and I would always say, follow me on social media and all that kind of stuff. And you would be amazed at how many people at gigs will sit there as soon as you say, yeah, I'm on Instagram they'll get their phones out and they'll follow. Um, you don't have that interaction now. So really it's relying on people discovering you um, because otherwise you have to pay for advertisements on all of these social media and like it gets so expensive and as independent artists, you can't afford to do that. So it's really a case of hoping to be put on like a Spotify playlist, like a curated playlist, or someone finding you and going, wow, I think she's really cool. I'm gonna share her music with my friends and then they share it with their friends and word of mouth. But there are so many people that are doing the independent music thing. So you are in a pool of, of such a large amount of people. So it's trying to find that unique selling point really to make people go, okay, like this is someone that I do actually want to listen to. And and the thing that I do is basically speak from the heart. I don't have a facade. I don't have this like, you know, the way I look is a certain way. I'm like, you know what, I'm me. If you like my music and it helps you, then like come along on my journey. That's that's just me in a nutshell, really. That's all that's that's how it should be though. You know, you should be, you shouldn't have to try and fit some magical mold that everyone's got to conform to and yeah that, that I think that's why <clears throat> I think that's why a lot of people don't push towards going to like a label as such you know like that's the driven goal if they'd rather stay as an independent or an unsigned artist they'd rather be that way because they get to keep a lot of them to themselves you know they get to keep that image that they've created to themselves now, when you search your name into Google, because that's what I love doing, I like typing names into Google, it actually says that you're part of a record label, R&J Records. I... Oh, I know what you're getting at. So um, on one of the, so it, when you release music, you have to put it through a digital distributor mm -hmm. um, who sends it out, they send it out to like Spotify and everything. And they ask, are you part of a label? Yeah. So, um when I, it was my first release, they asked me for a label and I was like, what do I put? Because I'm not part of a label. So I just put RJ mm -hmm. Records or something like that, which was basically Rebecca J, which yeah. is like non-existent. Um, so yeah, that's the reason. So I'm not part of a record label. Um, it was just me being a young person having no idea what I was doing as an independent artist. You see, that's what I thought. 
Now, because if you actually click on like RJ Records, it's not exactly English like country music. It's a lot of yeah. Um, how can I say this? It's very much like Bangladeshi music, right? New Delhi and one of the artists on their cover page on their Facebook cover is Miss Pooja and yeah that's that's not my genre yeah <laughs> that's what that's what I was thinking when I first when I was doing some research and just clicking about you know just having a quick peruse across the internet as you always do and I saw that was like hmm RJ Records it can't be this so it's got to be her name it's it's just gotta be yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm not part of a record label. That was just me, like I say, being young and having no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it weird looking back at things that you might have done in the past or, you know, decisions that you've made and thinking, would I have done that differently or wouldn't I? You know what? I do. However, me being the retrospective kind of person that I am I'm like if I hadn't have done something a certain way I may not be where I am today so like I'm a true believer in you have to make mistakes in life you have to do things that are wrong to learn what is right and the right way isn't the same for everyone you know the way you make a cup of tea for example like some people put the milk in first some people put the milk in last like no, no, no there is a right way there is a right way <laughs> I'll stop you right, right we there. can't get into this. <laughs> Go on, then. How do, you make, how do you make a cup of tea? So I put the tea bag in first, then the water, I let it brew, and then put the milk in. So you know the right way. Okay, that's fine. I had, like, a slight bit of worry that you were going to be like, okay, this, this is over now, this chat is done. Yeah, like... just hang up straight away. <clears throat> no, um... Yeah, you've got to let the tea bag brew in the hot water. Otherwise, if you try, if people put milk in first, it just does. There's not enough heat there to allow the tea to brew properly. Yeah, and it's always got yeah. to be for like four minutes. And if you, if you're making a cuppa quickly, you know it's perfectly acceptable to use two tea bags. You know, I've never done that before because I only really have tea when I'm like relaxing, so I have a, I have time. Yeah, but. I'll I'll think of that whenever I have tea on like you know last minute I'll get two tea bags out now <laughs> yeah it just makes it see I've always been one for like a before it used to be like a really strong really sweet with a bit of milk and tea but now it doesn't need to be that sweet it's just as long as it's brewed properly you know a ginger cup of tea kind of thing yeah so you don't have any sugar in your tea I I might have one sweetener I have sweeteners. Mm. I used to do Slimming World all the time. And because of the whole lockdown and Slimming World groups being closed during the period of lockdown, I've kind of gone off the wagon. So now I have sugar. Yeah. I didn't before. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I used to have four sugars in my tea. I Four sugars. No, I can, I can now, get that. Yeah, I think also being young, like, you have a sweet tooth. But like as I've got older, I've like weaned myself off of sugar. So now I can actually have tea without any sugar. And I'm like really proud of that achievement. Because <laughs> like at one point I was like, I'm never not gonna have sugar in my tea, but managed to do it. So 
<laughs> what brand of tea do you use? Oh, Twinings. Twinings. English breakfast. Yes. See, That's my favourite. Well, you're probably going to guess what I'm going to say. And Yorkshire tea? Yorkshire tea. <laughs> Tailors of Harrogate, Yorkshire it. tea. It's, <laughs> it is my favourite. I mean, I've had like PJs and Twinings. You know, I like the... The one thing I do like about Twinings is the vast majority of vast range of teas they've got. It's not like it's just a here's a tea, here you go. It's here's breakfast tea, here's chamomile tea, here's Earl Grey, here's Yeah, there's just so many. I think also it's because like my mum also has drunk Twinings tea and like also you always find Twinings tea like at like hotels and stuff they always give you those little packets so Mm -hmm. I've kind of just got used to it and it's just like a habit that I always have it so like even though you like go into the shop and there's like this huge choice you can have but you always just go to the same thing don't you every time yeah it's like pick and mix I used to love pick I still do but yeah pick and mix sweets you've got this big wall of sweets say at the cinema and you'll say, okay, then I want to go different, but you always end up getting the bag same of same sweets every time. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I used to love those, um, you know, the mice yes. that they used to do, like the sugar mice? I used to get, like, half the bag was just full of them. <laughs> oh, I used to love, like, I know it was a waste of money, but the snakes, the big... Yeah. I used to always get them, but, but you know, for... For the price of what they are, you know, for what you get, you're best just filling it with, like, Skittles and chocolate button kind of things. But then it's it's not a nice pick and mix. <laughs> yeah, welcome to country music. <laughs> it's very important, though. You've got to get it right with pick and mix. Like, I always find, I don't know if you, like, when you get the um, cups and you have to put the lid on the top to make sure that it's like the size, uh-huh. I'll put everything in and then there'll be like little holes. So I'll go and find like the smallest thing and like fill the little holes to make sure that it's fully like packed as much as possible. I think you're the female version of me. <laughs> That's everything I used to do. What I used to always do when I was really, really bad with pick and mix is, you know, the cups. I don't know if you noticed, but the cups aren't like square. They've got like a yeah, they step. Go in. Well, they've yeah. got a step as well. So what I do is I push the bottom down just to make it <laughs> a little bit bigger as well. Oh my god, that's brilliant! I, you know, what? I've never done that. I've never been that like. I've never been that confident to do it because I feel like I'm that person that like does something and then the like one of the <laughs> shop people will come over and be like, "I saw you do that," and then I'd get like chucked out. I'm always that person that, like, I do one thing wrong and then I always get found out. You, so. You've got to be really sly about it. You've got to, like, pretend that you're putting a snake in at the bottom, but just as you're putting the snake in, just a quick little push on each side. <laughs> I've got the I've got the technique. I'll sh- if you're ever up here in York, I'll, I'll show you. Okay, good. You can give me, like, a tutorial on how to do it. What's your, like, favourite pick and mix or chocolate now? Oh, that is hard. I have such a sweet tooth. I will eat anything with sugar in it. So, oh, what would be my... One sweet thing, it's not necessarily like a sweet or chocolate, is Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's chocolate ice cream with like little dark chocolate fish things. Uh, Not actual fish things, obviously, because I'm (laughs) gross. With like 
caramel and marshmallows oh my god it's like magnificent it's like the best thing ever so I'm like obsessed with that at the moment I have actually been obsessed with that for like many years and everyone like for my birthday they'll know let's get her a tub of fish food ice cream and I'll be happy <laughs> is that is that like your breakup ice cream as well where you yeah I mean all ice cream is breakup ice cream really isn't it oh but, definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah no I think um for me ice cream I pretty much have it every single evening um, it's funny the amount of people that I'll talk to and they'll be like ice cream's only for summer right. I'm that person who like sells out ice cream even in like December I'm like I'll probably have ice cream after this and I'll, that's the thing that like I have to end my day with every day <laughs> well we all have our rituals I mean I like to I eat my tea quite late so I always have my tea about 10 o'clock at night whilst watching whatever's on the tv it's the only time i get to sit back and relax and watch a bit of tv is just before i go to bed i know i shouldn't because of health and you know you need to be able to sleep on a empty you know everything's got to be digested and really sounds attractive right now um but yeah it's you have your kind of like routines and it's what i've done for years and years and years and if i can't believe that you've you eat so much ice cream but your teeth are perfect (laughs) braces mate this is braces <laughs> i want to buy some bra- i want to get some braces now because my my teeth aren't like horrible 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 bad. i've still got all my teeth which is great considering the amount of sugar i eat but you know it's like i always look at myself and i always think you know what they could be better but i look at yours and i just think wow they are straight they are white they are perfect <laughs> have you have you been to america and get them done haven't to be honest though my mum has like she's always had really nice teeth and she never had braces because obviously they didn't really have braces in that in those days and like my sister even like she's not that old sorry mum um but like my sister has never had braces but she has like super straight teeth but I I had to have braces purely because when my baby teeth came out they started to like close the gaps so the, the adult teeth wouldn't be able to get through so I had to basically have braces to keep them apart. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know why we're talking about teeth. But yeah, that's why I got braces. Because <laughs> it's life. You know, it's what we do. It's how, it's how we look. It's our appearances. It's everything. You know, it's what makes us us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm a very smiley person as well. So, yeah, I'm glad that, like, I did get braces when I was a teenager. <laughs> what was it like growing up with braces? It wasn't too bad, to be honest. The thing that I hated the most was getting them off when I, they, like, the dentist had to, like, he has to almost, like, not, like, use a saw, because that's, he wouldn't use a saw, but, like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they had to, like, get the glue off of your teeth. Yeah. And, like, it, it felt like, you know, when you, like, put your fingernails on a chalkboard, it felt like that on my teeth, and, I, oh, my God, it was, like, the worst oh. thing. But, yeah, no, I wasn't. Because I never went out with any friends. I was sat playing guitar. I was fine having braces because I wasn't worried about, like, looking a certain way. I was just like, yeah, I've got braces. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Now, heart of mine. Yeah. What is your... It's It's a very generic question, but I want to know, you know, people, when they write a song, it's either fictitious or it's usually about a real-life event that's either happened to them or somebody that they know. Heart of mine. Which category would that fall under? So, this is like 
a bit of a twisted story. Um, it's technically about my life. However, I wrote it from the perspective of the guy as opposed to me. Yeah. So my uh, last EP, there's a song in it called I'm Not Saying I Don't Love You, which is written from my perspective. Essentially, there was a guy a few years ago who he was a lovely, lovely guy. And in all honesty, I knew that he felt more for me than I felt for him. But because I was young, I didn't want to lose him in my life and try to, you know, keep him as a friend. But he saw it as she wants to be with me. Um, so I kind of did unknowingly drag the situation on a bit too long. So I wrote that as an apology, basically saying like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Mm -hmm. And now a few years have passed. I kind of realized that I probably handled the whole situation very badly and hurt his feelings more than I intended to. Um, so Heart of Mine was almost like flipped and it was actually writing it from his perspective or how I imagine he would have felt. Um, and it was actually really hard to write because it made me realize, wow, Becky, you were a bitch. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't know what he's doing now and we have no contact at all. Um, but I felt like it was right of me to kind of get it out into the world in the hope that almost he would listen and realize that, you know, I was apologizing for the way I handled things. So yeah, that's the story. So it's a bit of like a weird story. No, that's not weird at all. It's such a unique twist on a love come breakup come heartache song. You know, it's not just I'm hurt. This is my feelings. It's I've hurt somebody and this is how they have been feeling. It's, it's a unique twist. I like it. I love it. Yeah, and I think that's also my kind of retrospective mind thing that I do where I actually look back on the way I've acted in a situation and write a song about it. So, yeah, I'm just a bit strange. <laughs> There's no such thing as being strange as such. It's being wildly unique. I like that. You know what? I'm going to use that in my bio now. I'll credit you. <laughs> As described by Country Chat with Dom, Rebecca is wildly unique. <laughs> now, you're telling me that you haven't Facebook stalked him just to see what he's oh, doing. Yeah. yeah, I have. But he has like a super private profile. Really? Um, yeah, like super private. Um, so yeah, like I think I think people would be lying if they say they don't stalk their like exes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we live in 2020, everyone has social media and everyone's interested in what their ex is doing. Um, so yeah, like I definitely have. And like every now and then I kind of think like, oh, you know what, shall I just send him a message and just see how he is? Because like we've both moved on and then I'm like, no, because I feel like that would almost be like putting it in his face again. And I think it would, it's kind of better to just let it be. And, oh, that's a song. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kind of, you know, live our lives. And if we bump into each other, then we bump into each other. Do you know how people can be like mean to children and hold like a candy bar and say, you want it? 
Can't have it. Wants it. Can't have. It. Is that basically how the relationship was like? You want me? Nope. Can't have me. You want me? Yeah, I think like I wasn't actively doing that. For me, I'm someone who I I want everyone to be happy. I want them to get on. I'm that person who has like all these different friends that don't know each other. And I'm like, yeah, all of you come round like on a Saturday <laughs> and like there'll be like loads of people that don't know each other. Obviously, not in lockdown. But like usually that's what I'm like. Um and so I couldn't bear to see him upset and I couldn't bear to see him lonely because he didn't really have many friends. Um so I kind of unknowingly led him on. I just wanted to be his friend. I wanted him to have company. I, I like invited him to family gatherings and things because I just wanted him to fit. He had kind of a difficult family life um, and he had difficulty like getting a kind of a job that he really enjoyed and stuff. So I really tried to help him. Um, but I think I went a bit too far without knowing if that makes sense you took him to family to gatherings that. and you brought him over for christmas dinner then you walked him down the <laughs> aisle yeah i mean like and that's what i'm like i mean one of my closest friends is a guy and he has spent so many like family birthdays with us and like he is just my absolute like bestest friend but there's nothing in it and I love him to pieces and I almost thought that that's what it was going to be like with this guy it was just gonna be like yeah come along too but he was like oh well maybe I maybe I like her and I I didn't cotton on to it see normally (laughs) normally women are the first people to cotton on to those kind of emotions and know when to put like a a barrier up or to put people down into like this friend zone gently yeah I think I I definitely tried um but he was very persistent and I because I knew he had a hard life as such I kind of was like oh I just I don't want to see him upset because I know if I were to turn around and say this is not going anywhere whatsoever that may make his life even worse in a way and I I couldn't bear to do that to him um, I ultimately probably made it even worse. Um, but being young, you kind of, I didn't know how to handle it. He was kind of like, I wouldn't say my first love because I wasn't in love with him, but he was the first guy that I truly was, I felt something for. And I was like, is this how I'm supposed to feel? And you have all these questions where you're not really a hundred percent sure what to do and what not to do. Um, so and yeah. then I wrote a song about it. <laughs> Very Taylor Swift of you. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, things come back in a round full circle. And the fact that, you know, when you don't really make mistakes, you just make different choices. And that's how you learn from those different choices or those bad choices. You know, there's no such thing as a bad mistake. There's only such thing as a you know, a something that you could do differently in the future. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those scenarios where you've probably, it's probably difficult for you at the time. And obviously you look back and you kind of, I can imagine you cringe a bit thinking, shit, how did I let that get like that? And then, um, but you know not, you know how to combat that now in the future. 
you know, if there, I mean, I don't know if there's a guy at the moment or if there's going to be a guy very soon, but you know what to do in the event. Yeah, I'm sticking with dogs at the moment. They're they're my best friends. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I'm actually currently fostering a puppy at the moment. Um, yeah, she's currently outside the door. I've kind of like blocked her out because otherwise she was just going to be a nuisance. <laughs> Bring her in. Um, yeah, I actually, I because I I'm a doggy person through and through, and I mm-hmm. um, actually lost my 18 year old dog um uh, about two months ago now um and I grew up with her and she was absolutely like my best friend and I you know I was incredibly heartbroken um and I couldn't live without a dog I I have never really known what it's like and I hated it so I thought you know what I'm not ready to adopt yet um so I'm gonna foster and um, I fostered a Romanian puppy who, and she grew up on a beach um, with her mum and her sister. She was found as a stray um, and they brought her over to the UK and I've had her coming up to two weeks now. And she's beautiful. She has learned all the commands and she's such a quick learner. She's like a lab cross. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's, she's great and has kept me company. And the first time I tried to sing to her, I don't think she liked it. She just howled at me and then just walked off. But like <laughs> now, I think she's got used to like the fact that I sing like 24-7. Yeah. So um, she had to get used to it. But the fact she was like, what are you doing? Like, be quiet. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I mean, I've yeah. just, I remember scrolling through Facebook a couple of days ago. And then when you've just mentioned that now, I remember coming across the the pictures of your, your Ellie. Yes, yeah, Ellie. So adorable. Yeah, she was lovely. Yeah, she was another rescue that she was found abandoned in Wales with her three siblings. Um, And yeah, we we just went to the RSPCA and saw her and we were like, yep, that's our dog. She came up to us. All the others were doing their own thing and we went into the pen and she just came up to us and we're like, yep, she's she's our sister now so yeah me and my sister really have struggled big time because we've always just known life with her so um, to lose her we knew we were going to lose her and we were so lucky that she got to 18 um but there's nothing like losing a pet I've never felt anything like it before um how old is 18 in dog years though I think it's Every year is seven years for a human. Something like that, I yeah. I think it's that. I'm not sure, though. So, yeah, she was, like, well over 100. <laughs> Way over, that's, what, yeah. 150 something? Yeah. Yeah. And she was so good for her age. Like, she still, she was walking and everything, but, you know, she was just old as well. So her mind started to go. She was getting confused, and we knew it was, gonna be at some point that she would leave us um and we just made sure that she was comfortable and she had everything she needed um so yeah but now I've got a foster puppy which is kind of like it's like the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you know what I mean it's kind of like we've lost Ellie but now we've we've got I'm giving a a new chance to to a new rescue so yeah I'm a dog person through and through 
do you believe in like reincarnation and stuff like that well funny you should say that um when my ellie passed away um me and my sister went and sat by a pond um close by after she passed and I've never really come into contact with dragonflies before. I see them sometimes, but they're not really around anymore. This dragonfly came and just buzzed by my face for a good sort of like 10, 15 seconds, then landed on my leg. And with its tail, it did this, like it kind of like stroked my leg with, with its tail. It flew off of me and then flew onto my sister and did exactly the same thing and then flew off. And um, we are convinced I know we're kind of probably using it as just kind of a, a comfort blanket, but we are convinced that it was like Ellie's soul that had gone into the dragonfly and she had said like, thank you for a good life and then flew off. Um, but yeah, we kind of use that as a, as a way to help us deal with it. That's, um, that's making me well. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So now the, the problem is my sister is like a hoarder. So whenever she goes anywhere, in like a garden center. She's like, I found this with a dragonfly. I found this with a dragonfly. So like her whole house is covered with dragonfly stuff now because she's just like, everything I've got to get is dragonfly orientated. <laughs> that's that's really sweet though. That's that's really emotional. I'm, like I say, I'm well in here. <laughs> I mean, I've my very first dog I lost her in 2012, and then every every time she was a Bichon Frise, her name was Tilly, and every time I see a Bichon Frise now, they always whenever I walk by, they always look, and then do like a. My dog used to do this like weird walk or a little shuffle, and every time I see Bichons now, they always end up doing this shuffle. It might be just a dog trait that that breed does. But it's always like, oh, that just it's just like instant memories and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. They they're just special and you know that they, they are part of the family. They're that to me, Ellie was like a human sister. She was just as important as a human to me. Isn't it so, crazy how nice. much isn't it crazy how much of an attachment we make with our pets? Yeah. you've got a guitar in the background yes i do and a banjo there and a, oh, <laughs> and a banjo. yes and a banjo yes can you play and i've got another guitar leaning on a seat here and then my piano i live around instruments <laughs> i didn't know you played banjo yes i do how good not very well i was about to say how good are you at banjo i mean because you've you've got the Obviously, with the Eva Cassidy type of finger picking, finger rolling, you know, that's pretty much a great technique with the banjo is being able to roll the fingers. Do you use that finger motion with the banjo? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's just sometimes I get a bit confused because there's obviously only five strings on a banjo. Uh So I'll like be playing it like a guitar and I'll be like, where's the other string? And then I like hit the wrong note. but yeah, no, I, I, I'm mainly a guitar player. I'd say like it goes guitar, piano, and banjo. So like, yeah, banjo's quite far down. Um, but yeah, I can do like the basics of it. 
but it also just looks cool as well. <laughs> I'm gonna be really, really cruel. What? Do you fancy giving us? Don't ask me to play it. <laughs> it's not even in tune. <laughs> so. I could play you guitar. I've got a guitar. I could play you piano. It's the banjo I... we want to hear. Isn't that right, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> I literally, you know what? I'm going to have to turn you down. I can't oh, even. Evil. I'm not even going to embarrass myself in trying to play it. If, if like, I, what I can do, I can tune it and then I'll put something up on my Instagram or something and be like, this is the banjo that you need to hear. Because if I play it for you right now, you'd be like, get another career. This is not the one for you. <laughs> I could never say that to you. <laughs> what I also love as well is on your piano, you've got a lovely little sign. This is our Can you happy read it? Place. Is it the right way round? It's the right way round for me. Okay, it is. That's fine. Because it's the wrong way round for me. So it says like, E salp e pa ruo si siv. <laughs> and I'm like, can people actually read it the right way around? I'm not sure. But yeah. it says this is our happy place. This is our happy place. It's yeah. I mean, well, it's like if I hold up my right hand, is my right or left hand going up for you? So it's well if I if I turn that way, it's your right hand. Yeah. But if I'm looking yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's my camera's the right way so that's I can see my right hand. My microphone's to my yeah. left. Yes. Yeah, it is right. Yeah. I was getting my left and right confused there. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're actually talking about, we're talking at the moment via Zoom. And we can see oh, each yeah. other <laughs> face to face. I forget people can't see us. <laughs> what am I I can I can never remember how to do like a screen grab on Macs, because I'm, I'm on my MacBook Pro at the moment, because that's got pretty much everything. It's got Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, <laughs> it's everything. It's brilliant, but it doesn't have like a print screen where you can just go boop. Yeah, I find that because I I'm I have a Mac as well, and you have to do like Shift Command Three or something like that, and it gets very confusing. Uh, I, every time I have to screen grab, I have to Google it and be like. How do you print screen? <laughs> it is actually shift. Shift, command, and four. Oh, I was so close. So wow. close. <laughs> so and close, but so far. <laughs> if you heard the ching of the camera, it was the screen grab I've just taken of us. <laughs> I didn't even realise you were doing it. I, I, I don't know what I look like there. <laughs> That's the whole... I don't know if you noticed, but I, like, over-exaggeratedly smile, like... Yeah, I did wonder. I thought you'd, like, seen something on the other side of your screen that you were, like, maybe it was your dog or something. I was a bit confused. <laughs> no, I thought I'd do a little pose and then... <laughs> I, I was I was thinking, you know, shall, shall I be nice and give her a, a heads, you know, a heads up, a quick little warning, and now nah, I'm evil. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. What's... To be fair, it, I don't have a facade, like I say. I am me. You're always so. smiling, so there's no worry. <laughs> I, I've, t I've been told that a lot, that I smile like. And I remember I used to do, um, at my school, they used to have like a 
choir competition where you all have to sing in this choir. And obviously when you sing in a, in a choir, you all have to smile and you're like, you constantly. And I used to get this twitchy cheek. <laughs> so like whenever like they would be like, smile, I'd be like this, like, and I couldn't sing <laughs> because my muscles would like spasm. Yes. And then like to think that I've gone into singing as a career, I'm like, I don't know how that happened. Like... <laughs> As long as that doesn't happen on the stage and you just... Yeah, just like, hang on a minute, guys. <laughs> no, that's the same when you're talking through like a microphone. You can tell if you're talking, you know, if I'm frowning, this is me frowning and talking. This is me frowning and talk, smiling and talking. I can't even get them right way around now. But it it raises it raises the pitch and it raises makes it more happier. You know, it's a happy, happy sound. Yeah, yeah. But the great thing is, though, being able to do like these chats is I'm always laughing because your stories are brilliant and I can't stop smiling. My cheeks hurt after every inter- after after my cheeks hurt after every <laughs> chat. If I can spit it out, <sighs> so this is our happy place, and you've got two pictures just above. Now, one of them's like your artwork. Yeah. Um, it's the side profile of you in like a wooded area because, you know, you don't do these photo shoots or you don't have, you know, these big promo things. What's the other one above the piano? So I'll tell you about this one first. My mum actually took that. Really? My, yeah, my single cover. She took it on my iPhone um, in our back garden in lockdown uh-huh. um, because I had everything recorded before lockdown except the only thing I didn't have ready was the single cover. So um, I just said to her, let's go and find a bush in the back garden and see what we can come up with. So yeah, my mum took that. Um, But this one is actually from one of my best friends. Um, Her name's Peter. And she has been through a lot of different things with me um, in the past, I've known her, I think nearly eight years now. and it's a photo of me at one of my gigs. I, I used to run like a songwriter's round locally. Um, and it's in like a, a vinyl, like a picture. And then around the outside, in lyrics to all of the songs on my first EP that I released. Really? Um, so yeah, yeah, she got it for, I think it was my 21st birthday. Um, and I cried my eyes out. Every year she makes me cry my eyes out because she's one of those people that just does present so well she she goes above and beyond so yeah that's the story of the two photos behind me i need to take a leaf out of her book because that's those present ideas fantastic yeah yeah she's so creative like she's just one of those people that just can put her mind to anything the other picture i find kind of hypnotically fascinating is that one. Oh, my mum took that as well. <laughs> in front of the bush with your red shirt with the white polka dots on. Yeah, yeah. So that was the same day as my single cover. Um, and she was just trying. It was between the the photo that you've just spoken about and the single cover. It was between those two that I was going to use for, for the ultimate single cover. So... Yeah, my mum isn't into photography at all. Like, she's the person that if you're like, hey, mum, can you take a photo? She'll end up, like, taking a selfie. Like, yeah. she's, so, she's so bad with technology. 
So I was like, wow, I need to like give you a cut or something because you're really good at it. <laughs> no, she's done a fantastic job. It's brilliant. Really entrancing. I need to stop, I need to stop looking at it. <laughs> so we're getting towards the end. Now, just before we actually started this podcast, we was having a bit of a chat. And we was talking about, you know, things that we generally talk about on the show. Now, what I say, what I say is we normally talk about food. And don't worry, there's still a couple of minutes to get in that. But we was talking about, like, horoscopes and star signs. And my birthday is the 23rd of September. Now, for those that know star signs or horoscopes, at the moment, that's on the cusp of a Virgo and a Libra. So beforehand, we did like a star chart, birth chart, summit chart thing. And you was gonna, you going to help me out and try and work out what my star sign is because I've never known. I've always struggled. Yes. So you've, you said to me before you thought you were a Virgo. Yes. That's incorrect. You're actually a Libra, so you're the same as me. So Libra, um, so I, I I wish I could like show you now because I've got it up on my screen. Um, so I've got like this fancy birth chart. It's like almost looks like a pie chart. It's yeah. got like loads of different lines on it. Um, and in each, so there's like all the planets in the solar system and all of those planets have a placement in a star sign. So you have like a sun sign. So the sun sign is everything that people know about. So the sun sign is the thing that you read in the sun that's like, what's going to happen to you today? Yeah. It's all about yeah. how you um, are as a person, your personality. So a Libra is an air sign. So it's all about you love to talk. You love to, you know, um, you love beautiful things. You love, um, I don't know, like candlelight. Um I don't know I'm trying to think of things or off the top of my head um but it's very much kind of like you love the aesthetics of a place and you have to make sure it looks good and um, then you have your moon sign which is all about your your emotions so if someone were to come to me and say I think you're ugly I could react by crying. I could react by punching them in the face. I could react by running away. There's so many different ways you could react to that comment. Um, so you have a moon sign in Leo, which is a fire sign. So probably when your emotions are like challenged, you react fiery. So I don't really, I haven't really, I need to look into it because I'm not like a professional is just like a keep going um so yeah it's very much kind of like you're ready to like chat about something if need be um and then the other one that people are always interested in is the ascendant sign which is so your sun sign is like what you think you want to do your ascendant is how you go about doing it so like your sun sign will say i want to walk to the shop your ascendant will be the one to say you're going to run there you're going to hop there you're going to cycle there <laughs> like do you know what i mean there's all different ways that you yeah. can do it um so you have the ascendant in scorpio so it means that you're a very determined person so if you want to get something done then you'll do it 
um and there'll be like no stopping you um but yeah that's kind of like the basics I can give you like a full breakdown of everything but like I don't want to go off too much because like all of my friends and family whenever they say astrology like they have to say it secretly because if I hear it I'm like stop let's have a two-hour conversation about astrology <laughs> should have started this whole chat off with that oh, that's the scary thing is though that's pretty much spot on is it yeah that's really yes. scary I mean especially the moon sign being fiery you know reacting in a fiery way I've always been told I've got a bit of a quick temper and I don't like being challenged and if somebody tries to have a go at me for something whether I've done something wrong or if I've been accused of doing something wrong I'll always react and I've tamed it down more so recently but I can yeah that's scary (laughs) that's really scary (laughs) yeah and that's the the funny thing like I know so much about a person just by their place date and time of birth if if I find that out I'm like okay now I know like where all your placements are in your your star sign um the thing is though I've used I've used the negative side of that but there's also the positive side to reacting because you can react in a positive way as well you know if somebody does things great you know I'm one of the first people to commend them I'm always you know I'm always quick to congratulate other people opposed to myself you know I've always been one to put myself down in comparison to others I'd rather build other people up and yeah that that's that's freaky that's <laughs> I love it you you don't have to send me more you have to send me all the details to that I will I'll send you a screenshot we're using shift command four. I'll send you a screenshot of it. <laughs> so finally, uh, right at the end, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. But first of all, let's get the, where, where can we find Heart of Mine and the rest of your music? So I have a website which has everything. It's like the mecca of me. <laughs> um, RebeccaJaneOfficial.com. Um, and you have all of the links to all of my social media and pretty much Instagram, Facebook, you can find me at Rebecca Jane Official. On Twitter, you can find me at Rebecca Jane 45 although I've not really used it up until very recently, so I don't really know what I'm doing on Twitter. Um, and I have actually joined TikTok, which I was told to do, and, like, I don't, again, don't know what I'm doing at all, so I've done, like, a couple videos, um, so yeah, I'm Rebecca Jane official on there. Um, and then my music, you just type in Rebecca Jane, uh, Jane with a Y, J-A-Y-N-E. Yep. Um, and you'll find all of my music on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, everything. I'm everywhere. One of the things that I finally want to talk about, apart from the last two questions, is your music videos. Now, the music video for part of mine is I'll, I'll let you describe it okay um well a funny story about that my sister filmed it on my iphone again <laughs> the iphone <Yeah>. again <laughs> well we were in lockdown and we were like we've got to do something i've got to do a video and 
So I was just like, you know what, let's go on to a field and see what we come up with. Um, and so, yeah, she, she filmed everything um, and I edited it all. Um, and I put like the funky sort of like memory bit in the chorus where it's like changes. And I thought it actually worked quite well mm -hmm. in terms of like, it made it look like it was actually a memory. I'm definitely not a video editor whatsoever. Um, I've only ever edited a few videos that they were on my YouTube. Um, and they were like from me traveling in America. Um, but other than that, I don't do any editing. Um, but yeah, I've had like really great comments on it and people have been like, oh, who did your video? Who directed it? And I was like, my sister. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was, I mean, for here in the UK to have a day where it's sunny, especially in a wheat field, it was wheat, I'm sure it was wheat. Yes. Um, but everything just looks so golden. It looks so clean. It looks so bright and vibrant. It was it was a really, really good video. And I was shocked for it to be in the UK. I'm so glad because like, obviously lockdown, that was one good thing I got from lockdown is that video because it gave me so much time to be like, it's a lovely day outside. Let's go and do some filming. So <laughs> that's what that's what we did. And like, it's been so nice to hear people actually saying that it looked really good because I was so nervous that people would be like, that's really good. Like, why did she even release that? So, um, yeah, I worked with what I had. Earlier, you mentioned your love of your lives at the moment are dogs. Yes. Who's the guy? <laughs> he is my boyfriend. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he's, um, <laughs> um, he doesn't like <laughs> the limelight at all, bless him. Um, but I dragged him into that video because I was like, he's got like, I've not got a man. Like the whole story is about uh, having a man and then not having a man. So um, yeah, he, um, <laughs> we had quite a few takes with him because um, he was just laughing and didn't really know what he was doing. Cause he's, he's a chef by trade um, and he has his own brownie company. Um, he liked, that was the main reason I'm with him for the brownies. Oh, but yes. no. <laughs> um, Does he fancy coming up to York and just, you know, staying here for a bit? <laughs> I mean, it, to be fair, check out his brownies. It, it, the website's fordiesonline.com um, and they're like amazing. And I'm not just biased because I'm his girlfriend, but um, they are very good. Um, how how so, do you yeah, bag a guy like that with, who's his chef? So perfect for the cooking and then brownies on top. And he loves country music as well. There you go. It's the Crazy. perfect trio. <laughs> What's his name? Alex. Alex. Yeah. Tell Alex, Alex. Tell Alex he needs to come to York with a bag of his brownies and say hi. <laughs> I will. I will. To be honest, he loves traveling as well. So obviously at the moment, maybe not, but um but yeah, hopefully he'll get a little Fordy's truck at some point and be able to tour his brownies around. And I'll be singing in the back trying to sell them for him. <laughs> Your other video, Travelling. Yes. Now, it shows you on a British, Air British Airways plane going to the States and it shows like a road driving and going. it looks like you're going into like a hotel or a motel or something. Where was that in America? 
So I don't know what bit you're talking about, but towards, I, towards the end, it was. I'm trying to remember now because my aim in life is to travel to all 50 states of America. So as I've grown up, it's been my dad's kind of what's the word dream yeah. um, for his whole life. And so I've just grown up doing it. So what we would do is during the summer, uh, we'd go out to America for about three weeks and then we'd visit sort of four or five different states each time. So we would just travel all around America. Um, and then in 2015, I went over with my sister and my friend Kita, who gave me that photo behind me. Um, and I was there for three months and I traveled to Nashville. I traveled all around kind of like the south of America um, so I just created that video and edited it um, myself so yeah we stayed in a lot of places usually we'll stay at like one place for sort of two or three nights um, so yeah I just filmed everything while I was there that's perfect like you've got it all sussed <laughs> I hope so I'm glad it looks that way because I don't but I'm glad it looks that way <laughs> A, a controlled mess, shall we call it? Yeah. Wildly unique. Wildly unique, exactly. <laughs> so the final two questions I want to ask, on top of like the other million questions we're about to ask, anyhow. Final two questions. It's the probably the most important questions of the show, and the listeners will know exactly what I'm going to ask now because I ask it every show. Jaffa cakes, cake or biscuit. Oh, I would say cake. Cake, yeah. Definitely cake. Nothing hard yeah. about that. Why can't people just say cake? <laughs> it's when you're put on the spot. And like when people ask you, you're like, what what am I supposed to say? I'm not sure. But yeah, I would definitely say cake. You see it's like a cake face. Earlier on in the show, you said that you don't really care, you know, you're just gonna say it as it is. Yeah, I just like the way you like made that like, is it a cake or a biscuit? I'm like is there something I don't know that I'm supposed to say? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's such an important question. This next one's just even worse. I mean, it's caused it's caused rifts between families. It's caused people to get divorced. It's caused heartache between countries, between America and the UK and Sweden and France and Germany. And it's almost caused a war. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes. There 100%. we go. <laughs> End on a high. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that person. I mean, I recently became veggie this year, but like when I was eating meat, I would have like ham and pineapple all the time. That was like my staple. Um, but yeah, definitely pineapple on pizza for sure. Turn veggie. Yes. <laughs> I, w I became vegetarian in January of this year. And like, I have to say, I was like the biggest meat eater. I was like meat and two veg every night. Um, and then I kind of woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I can't eat meat anymore. And I decided to go veggie and I've not turned back. So <laughs> here we are. You do know that you just said meat and two veg. <laughs> well, like I said, I just like, I talk so much. <laughs> I love meeting two veg as well. You know, it's just. 
Compose myself. Compose myself. <laughs> that was like <laughs> pure innocence. This is staying in. This this is not getting edited out. <laughs> That's the thing. I just say it like I don't have a filter. That's why I need to songwrite. I need to just be locked in a room and songwrite, so then I can get out all of these silly things I say. And then when I go out the door, I seem like a normal person. <laughs> I love it. No, no, there's not nothing wrong at all with what you've said. It's just how smoothly you said it, like how. <laughs> So just this, you know, I used to really love meeting two veg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. You can tell I haven't got out much during lockdown. <laughs> that's brilliant. No, that's brilliant. I, I mean, fair fair play for you, you know, got, um, God, I'm losing my words now. Fair play for you becoming vegetarian. It's It's such a big drastic change i mean you've really got to have the willpower and the ability to say to yourself no me no veg <laughs> what would i eat if i didn't have meat or veg <laughs> <sighs> my uh, I'm, I'm losing it i'm, I'm gone <laughs> like what what's your like go-to meal what's more importantly, your boyfriend Alex is he vegetarian or does he like his meat and two veg? No, so he's also like an avid runner, so he has to have like the meat for his like the protein, protein or whatever. Um, but he's happy to like eat veggie with me, um, but we'll have meat every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always cooks my meals for me, it's great. Like, I don't really, I've forgotten how to cook now, like, because I'm just like, can I have this for dinner? And he'll be like, yeah, sure. Like, it's so easy. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll have like a little bell say, cauliflower tart, <laughs> <Yeah>. please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're vegetarian, you're not vegan? No, I, I don't think I could not eat cheese. I was like, about to say. mature cheddar cheese is like life for me. <laughs> Because you can get, like, cauliflower cheese tarts and stuff like that. Can you eat, like, pastry and stuff? Yeah. That's good. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, like, um, the pub round corner from me, they do, like, cauliflower cheese tarts. And we get some all the time because we've got people that work there. And it's so tasty. It's so really, really nice. And I'd happily eat that every day for, like, the rest of my life. If I was to give up meat. But I won't. <laughs> I like my meat and two veg. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Everyone has their own life choice, and that it is what it is. Like, you know, for me, I ate meat for 24 years of my life, and I wouldn't look back and think, oh, why did I do that? Like I say, you move forward, don't you? And you just do new things and see how it goes. So, yeah. All right. So, final reminder, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on my website at www.rebeccajaneofficial.com. Um, you can find me at Rebecca Jane Official on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, but 
don't really bother because it's not very good. Um, <laughs> and Rebecca Jane 45 on Twitter. And then Rebecca Jane at Spotify, Apple Music, Jane with a Y. Jane with a Y. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. It's been fantastic. Thank you for having me. It's been really insightful. Yeah, I hope I've like helped you like with your astrology as well. You can kind of like go away and think, I am now a Libra. I I know I know which sign I am. I'm not on the cusp. It's like when you're growing up and you just don't know what Hogwarts house you belong in. And then you just it finally clicks when you have the sorting hat put on. That's just Yes. That's... Have what Hogwarts house are you? I'm have you done your Pottermore? You're Gryffindor. Okay, I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> that, that lovable, caring nature. Well, you never know. You well, don't know what I'm like off of Zoom. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Alex, run. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. It's brilliant. It's been really fun tonight. Yeah, it has. It's been. Um, it's just been a nice thing to do. Like other than in lockdown do you know what I mean like it's actually been nice to meet someone for the first time because like obviously with me I've I've been speaking to friends and family all the time but it's so nice to actually finally meet someone that I've not met before because I love meeting new people I'm one of those now I'll probably write a song about you you'll hear it in my next release (laughs) titled uniquely uh, wildly unique no it'll be titled meeting two veg (laughs) there we go that should be the album title Oh, EP with three tracks, the meat and then the two veg. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's it. We've willed it into existence now. Yeah, definitely. You can, like, do some featured rap on it as well. It'll be great. (laughs) I wish I could rap. (laughs) I wish I could sing. (laughs) Thank you for coming on, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care, and I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.